Hey guys, this is Brian Summers, and this is episode 6 of We're Getting Better. In this week's episode, we speak to photographer James Anthony about his career in photography, internships, shooting celebrities, getting your work published in magazines, and how to keep running your marathon. Stay tuned. So today I'm here with a good friend of mine, James Anthony of James Anthony Photography. Photography, yeah. James Anthony of James Anthony Photography. And uh, we're just going to talk about, you know, a few things today. Just talk about how he got started, how he's still getting better. Because um, to be quite frank, I've known I've known James for a few years. We actually met in, in high school. But, you know, you go away to college and you actually learn what you really like to do in real life. <laughs> and uh, come to find out, James liked photos and so did I. So without further ado, here is James Anthony. What's going on, man? Nothing much, man. <laughs> Nothing much. Um, so... Folks are gonna hear that we're out on this Brooklyn Heights terrace right now, but um, they also hear a signature sound whenever I end up starting a a conversation or a podcast with them. Okay. You know, I'm always drinking something. You know, when, when I'm on there, whether it's a Brooklyn Lager or some type of stout or something like that. But I brought a Brooklyn Lager for you appreciate today. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So, uh, without further ado, let me go ahead and get that for you. Keep these cold on, on the way over here. I put them in my little lunchbox. <laughs> just hop that. Uh, right. <laughs> just my magic school bus lunchbox. Hell yeah. Appreciate it. Hell yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, so let's just go. Let's go ahead and get right right into it. I mean, like, just tell us something. Just tell us uh, a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, um, you know, as you know, but you know, the people listening may not. Um, I was this this place that we're at right now. This building. I mean, I've in Brooklyn Heights. Uh, it's, it's it has you know deep meaning for me just because it's somewhere where I essentially grew up. You know, so out of all the places I've lived, from New York to Maryland, uh, Atlanta to Savannah, to you know my mom living in Orlando now, Brooklyn. This place in Brooklyn Heights resonates to me as being home just because it's been the one constant in my whole life as far as res- residency. So um, now I live in Atlanta and I come to Brooklyn um, every month, spend about you know two, about a week and a half here out every month, just uh, mainly to, to stay connected. And there's a lot of work here for me now. So I definitely don't wanna cut ties, but um, yeah, to, to get back on track, um, New York City is where I was born. It was where I was raised. Ended up moving to uh, to Maryland, um, which is where I spent some time going to school, grade school, high school. Track scholarship took me to Savannah, Georgia. Uh, at, upon graduation at Savannah State University, I then moved to Atlanta, Georgia, and, and lived there for five years. And then after that, I um, ended up making a voyage back home. I had a homecoming, um, moved right back to this spot where we are right now, um, Brooklyn, and I was here for two years. And now uh, I've been, I guess, double residency in Atlanta and, and New York City for the past year. Um, but yeah, I picked up photography. It's kind of hard to to say when it started, just because as I look through things, my girlfriend and I were looking through archivals of uh, just some of my my old work 
I've always had a knack for drawing, um, but I picked up photography, I guess you could say in, in college. Um, I had a Kodak Easy Share camera um, that was given to me uh, by my girlfriend's mom because she wasn't using it. And I was like, hey, can I use it? You know, I was in Savannah, <laughs> Georgia, and I actually hated the school in the city when I first got down there just because it, it was a culture shock for me going from north to south and then being around, being at an HBCU, it was north to south and then around a whole bunch of southern black people. So that was just like, what? So I tried to transfer uh, to Norfolk State. Um, <laughs> I li- yeah, I literally tried to transfer to Norfolk State because my aunt was living there at the time. Um, but I couldn't get in-state tuition, so I ended up staying. And then once I got that camera, I had a friend in college. Her name was uh, Kim. She was tall. She was, had to be like 6'1". And when I got this camera, I would always take her around the city. Savannah is known for being a historical city, uh, a historic city, uh, and a very beautiful city, as far as just cobblestone and there's a lot of um, a lot of history there, as far as slave trade and 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 commerce and all that good stuff. But it it's known for its its views, its marsh, uh, the water. So I would always shoot uh, Kim throughout the city, and we would just go around shooting each other. And I just, I became real fond of it. So I would say definitely Savannah is where I picked up photography. I've always been an artist from, you know, I used to sell uh, drawings and paintings in my fourth grade class for like 10 and 25 cents. Walk around, <laughs> walk around class and like, hey, you wanna buy this? And people would really buy it, 25 cents. And, I, and then I remember in fourth grade, I had my own jewelry line. I would make jewelry and, um, and sell it. And then my mom, was able to get me to, uh, I guess, have stuff sold in the store. And then I wasn't really about the work. So I told her, I said, I don't want to do this anymore. I can't focus on being a kid. And she was kind of disappointed just because she was just like, this little mother, you know what I'm saying? He, he doesn't have any, uh, you know, work ethic or whatever. But I mean, I was in fourth grade, so I was like, whatever. Uh, yeah, you had you had, you had to learn to earn that. You were, what, fourth grade? You're like nine years old? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you want me to work? Yeah. Like, like a, a, a sweatshop and just make jewelry? And it was cool because I could work at my own leisure, but I just uh, appreciate her for giving me kind of like that opportunity just because, again, what you become as an adult, your parents see that as a kid. It's like, you're always the same person. You just watch it cultivate into something else. So to see what I'm doing now, as, as far as being an entrepreneur, it's like, I can literally say I've been one my whole life. So when I look back, it's just like, wow, you know, I'm the same person I was then. It's just, you know, I'm older, wiser. Um, I've experienced more, but uh, yeah, man. So I've always been an artist um, and just trying to get things, uh, I guess, out to the masses of, of the creative expression that I always felt like I had pent up inside. Um, and yeah, man, it's, I'm trying to think where else I, oh, so, all right, I'm, I'm shooting in, in college. Everyone is like, oh, you know, I have some track friends and I'm like, hey, let me shoot you. Um, I remember at this time I was inspired um, greatly by a photographer um, from Memphis, Tennessee, who actually now resides in Brooklyn as well. His name is Taurus Love. And um, at that time, I was like so influenced by his work and actually Jairus Madison as well. I was so influenced by their bodies of work that my my work was very uh, reminiscent of theirs. Um, so I would have friends in school and uh, I'm like, hey, I got an idea for a photo shoot. 
mine get naked and I paint you like a cheetah? <laughs> and, and they're like, what? And I'm like, wait, Jesus. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait. <laughs> uh, I got I to gotta ask you. So, like, you said, you know, mine get naked or whatever. So, that's, like, nude, right? Or, or paint, paint you like a cheetah. That's, you know, like, body paint and all that stuff. Do people get like weirded out when you're asking them like where where's where's that line on like girls like oh this guy's perfect. well see this this is the weird thing well not not even the weird thing but this is a funny thing you know <laughs> nowadays the the people I shoot the things that I shoot I always have people girls and guys like man I wish I was on set next time let me just hold a light let me hold a reflector because of the things I'm able to see as a photographer so back then when what what I realized is if you show someone a body of work and it doesn't look trashy they're more willing to opposed to if i walked up to a random girl and said hey you mind if i shoot you nude she'd be like get, get the fuck out of my face <laughs> like, like creep yeah like weirdo like get out of my face <laughs> um but if i say you mind if i shoot you nude and then i open a book of photos to her and she's like oh these are nice yeah i wouldn't mind getting naked right so it that's really what it was. So I was you're, share, you're sharing your work right there. Yeah, I was sharing my work and 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 that's something tangible that you can actually show them. Exactly. Like in in college, I was always known. Like I had a book. It said James Photos. I always had this book with me. It, it was like a show and tell wherever I went, and I always had this book with me. And I'd show my work, and people were like yeah. And then it got to the point where people said, "Hey, um, James, I want to get naked." I'm like, "All right, let's do it." <laughs> so it was, um, it was yeah, it was definitely easier than I thought. And it wasn't even something I was trying to do. Like, let me get people naked because that's not all that I shot. It's just that I felt like those would be things to push the envelope to kind of get people talking. So I went that route. So the more and more I shot, the the more experimental I became as far as taking my subjects throughout the landscapes and backdrops of Savannah. And we were able to use uh, the we were able to use the landscape as a subject as well as the model. So it was it was it was a cool thing to see. People would look at the people would always tell me it was like, oh man, this shot is dope. Even if the model wasn't in it, it would be dope. Mm. So I would always get a lot of that. You're doing you're doing like good like location scouting. Yeah, yeah, it was it was, yeah, and I've always been a location scouter just because I wanted what the subject was being shot around to tell a story as well. Um, at least in Savannah, that's that's really what I was known for, and I didn't really know how to like uh, mess around with studio lighting too mm -hmm. much so i just use what i had like let's go outside let me change the camera settings until it looks right and i'll just shoot you there and i would always get my prints um printed out and walk around my book um and then it came to a point where upon uh the start of my senior year people were like yo why don't you try to do an internship somewhere like at a magazine you know i was a mass comm major and i was like oh, i never really thought about that they was like just try and do something i was like all right cool so it was like well, what would you want to intern? I was like, yo, Vibe would be dope. Right. What about Vibe was dope to you? I just, what I liked about Vibe is, you know, throughout high school, middle school, Vibe was like that magazine where, unlike Essence or unlike like The Source, The Source was like extreme hip hop and Essence was like extreme like lifestyle for black women kind of sort of, but Vibe was like the mixture of both. Hmm. It was like, all right, you got your, your hip hop street culture intertwined with, uh, just kind of like kind of like lifestyle and it wasn't it just wasn't so left and it wasn't so right so i was just like, all right you know i really i really like vibe um and i loved how large it was printed it was um printed very largely so i thought that was kind of cool of course that was before the recession when all magazines downsized but 
I, I reached out to Vibe uh, for one of their internships, uh, and they were like, hey, yeah, you want to come up for an interview? And at this time, I'm in Savannah, Georgia. So I was like, what? They responded to me? Um, you know, and I sent them my photos. And it's funny, because looking back, I'm like, these photos were horrible. Of course. Uh, of course. <laughs> of course the photos, what did you do, like, last year? Or, like, if you're always progressing, they're probably trash, mm-hmm. like, to, to you. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, I, they said, hey, could you come up for an interview? I said, well... I said, um, it looks like I'll be going up to, so what I, I packed up my Toyota 4Runner, and from Savannah, Georgia, I drove my ass up to New York City. And you already had a base in New York City, because that's, you know. Exactly. I had a base already. You know, my grandfather was living here, so I drove up. I was like, hey, granddad, I'm coming up. And he was like, okay. You know, he was just happy to have the company. Yeah. So this was 2006, and I drove up, and... Uh, yeah, I had an interview. You know, I was an alpha, so we were used to dressing for success. So I walked into Vibe magazine in a in a suit, you know, and Vibe probably outdressed everybody. Yeah, else. yeah, everyone was very chill. You know, jeans like at Vibe you could wear whatever you wanted. Um, so I walk in there and uh, I'm just I'm like, yeah, I'm here for the interview. Blah blah blah. I have my little photo book and and she's talking to me. She's like, oh, expressing your interest to her and all this good stuff. She's asking me questions and she's like, so. Where are you in school? I'm like, I'm in school for, you know, at Savannah State University. She's like, all right, so you, are you taking a leave right now? I said, no, I drove up for the internship. She said, wait, you drove up from Savannah, Georgia, just for this interview? I said, yeah, and I'm saying it like, yeah, what's wrong with that? Yeah, like, why wouldn't I? Yeah, well, yeah, exactly, why wouldn't I? She was just like, she said, you got it. She was like, you got this, this internship. And I was like, what? And when she said that, I was like, you know, in my mind, I'm like tripping, like, like I'm, a, I'm about to be a vibe. <laughs> so this was for, I believe, the, what was this for? I, I think this, my internship was supposed to have been the, what was it? it? I think it was supposed to have been the summer. And some things went down in school. So I was just like, you know what, can we move this to the fall? She said, sure. So I remember uh, last week in August, I drove up here again and... I started my internship at Vibe Magazine in New York City, and I mean, it was it was a great experience just because I feel like that opportunity kind of put me in the direction of where and what I shoot now, like where I am and, and how I shoot, what I shoot. I would always get um, photographers being a photo intern, you know, it was non-paid, but it was just the experience. I was like, man, this is so cool. I'm able to go to Vibe Magazine every day. At any given day, we could have a, a, a celebrity guest just come in and perform for us because they had an upcoming album, so it was cool. You know, I got to meet people and Diddy and Mary J. Blige and Kanye West. And, you know, for me, being a what, a senior in college, I mean, that was just amazing. Um, and especially because photography wasn't something that I was studying in school. It was, it was a hobby that I picked up that I decided to just kind of shit, I'll just take an internship in this and, and we'll see where it goes. Mm. Um, yeah, so I would be the photo intern and photographers from New York, pretty much from all over the United States, all over the world, literally, would send in their portfolios uh, to be considered to shoot a cover for Vibe. So I got to see that LA, all LA photographers had a style. All New York photographers had a style. It was, it was very interesting to see that. Um, and then me coming from Savannah and knowing what photographers uh, look like in Atlanta, like they even have a style. So I thought that was that was pretty interesting. Before you even saw where they were, you already knew where they were. 
And so like, so like, what was that? Like, L.A. is more like glamour or something. Well, L.A. Like was more New York. How do you how do you even describe it? New York was more fashion, more street style. I had New York had more grit. Mm. Um, L.A. You would see it was there were like more productions as far as um, all the photos were always bright because the sure. sun is always out there. You know, right. so right. New York you can see more gloomy, dark images because any given day if you're shooting outdoor, it can be rainy. Yeah. You know, you could have. It's Gotham City. Yeah, exactly. It was that Gotham feel. And then L.A. gave you, when you looked at photographers' works, it gave you kind of like that, I'm in my, uh, you know, my caddy with the uh, the hydraulics. It kind of gave you that feel. It, it was it was almost like perfect example. It was like, when I looked at L.A. photographers, I saw um, Boys in the Hood. And then when I looked at New York photographers, I saw Juice. Okay. So it was like, yeah. it, was, it was that feel like you, it was... Different fields. Yeah, so upon leaving there, I just, editorial, fashion, I was so inspired being at Vibe and, and planning stuff like that. That's kind of what just forced me in the direction I was in. And So what what kind of photographer do you think you are like right now? Right now, I would classify myself as um, a fashion entertainment photographer. And the reason I say fashion because I'm, I'm highly inspired by fashion and that's what... Now when I shoot my subjects, whether it be celebrity or model, they, it's always inspired to tell a story fashion-wise. Like if I shoot a celebrity, I'm like, all right, well, we have to tell a story. So let's get the the most recent spring line from 2016 or whatever. So it'll always be fashion inspired now, no matter what I shoot. And then I say entertainment because sometimes if it's not really, inter, uh, if it's not fashion, it's just like promo photos for up and coming artists or um, actors and, and so forth. So those two uh, genres, pretty much, I feel like they make up what I do. Um, I can throw commercial in there, but I'm trying to get more into it. Um, but yeah, as of right now, I'd probably say fashion and entertainment. So what do, what do you think like the huge differences from like fashion and entertainment? And I mean, because there's like so many different genres of photography. Like oh, that's yeah. that's what that's pretty much where I'm trying, trying to get right now. You have sports photography mm -hmm. fashion entertainment some people might even classify people as like a celebrity photographer but that's even broad right, right. um but yeah like how do you think you got that i mean clearly you had an internship with vibe did you did you have any like mentors um mentors i feel like um when you say mentor i feel like that's kind of like an ongoing thing or at least for it a duration of time. Now, there were definitely photographers that I can drop and say they were um, influential in in some of the decisions or the routes I decided to take. Like I said, Taurus Love, Jarris Madison, uh, Loretta Houston, and even my peers. You know, Alan Cooley is a peer. We started at the same time, but I still there's there's nothing wrong with learning something from your peers, your counterparts. So I feel like. Um, they've all played parts in where I am now, you know? And and I mean, even, even from, even to go to Derek Blanks, Robert Ector, like every, being visual people, being artists, I feel like we're all sponges. And, but as far as the specifics or those individuals that have played a part, like if I said, if I can pick up the phone and ask you a question, those first names that I listed, those those would be those people. So I can't really say a mentor, but I've had guiders, if you can say. Um, right. 
um, ushers in, in some sense of the, yeah, something like that. But um, I would definitely say they, they helped in that regard. Now, after leaving Vibe, you know, I was a shooting celebrity, so I was just trying to, I was trying to make my work look like the photographers that sent their stuff in. And I wasn't there yet. I mean, I didn't have the right camera. But one thing that I used to always have people tell me, they're like, what camera are you shooting with? And I'm like, oh, I'm shooting with this camera. And they're like, wow, you're doing this with that camera? And I'm like, yeah. And they would always say, well, see, that shows you it's the eyes, the skill rather than the equipment. Right, right. And yeah. Yeah, one thing I hate the most when was when like people would tell you, Oh, your camera takes good pictures and then and then you give give it to them and then the photo looks like shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> and and you know, nowadays everyone can be a photographer because of the smart technology that a lot of our phones come with and right, right. for the point and shoot. But you can always tell if someone has an eye for it, um, versus where it was aided or assisted by the device in which they used. Definitely. But yeah, I feel like, so look, let, let's fast forward. I, I go back to Savannah State, I graduate. I remember the weekend after I graduated in 07, I moved to Atlanta. Uh, and that's where my mother had a house in Loganville. And I started working at a, a call center at Comcast. And it was just one of those things where Again, I was there. You know, I'm just thinking, all right, Sally May about to start knocking on the door. Let's pay these bills back. You know what I'm saying? I don't have the luxury of... She never stops knocking. Yeah, exactly. I don't have the luxury of just shooting and making money because I didn't. I wasn't there yet. So I was um, busting my ass at the uh, call center, and I would always bring my photo book every once in a while. And people would always be like, wow, you're so talented. What are you doing here? That's, that was the thing I always kept hearing. Wow, you're so talented. What are you doing here? Did so you, Did you end up shooting some, some people at the call center? Um, yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. I ended up, people hired me to shoot their birthday um, shoot just for, oh, I wonder how you do shoot my birthday flyers. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. Just just because I was doing something I loved, I was like, yo, I'm, I'm cool with this. And then I remember I left that call center. I had a hiatus and I was self-employed at for a brief period, uh, being a, a personal trainer for boot camps and simultaneously doing the whole photography thing. And then that's when that whole recession hit around 07, 08, where people, it was a luxury to be paying for a boot camp. So these housewives were like, look, I can't pay for the boot yeah, camp. So I was like, God damn. So I had to go back to a nine to five, which was another call center for like an energy company. Right. So I, I'm there for almost a year and I'm throughout the time I'm showing my photos they're like man you're so talented what are you doing here man you're so talented what are you doing here and I got tired of hearing that and I remember one time I came up to New York to do a photo shoot for someone and I at this point I'm 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 over it I'm just like man I don't want to go back to work on Monday and I was supposed to catch a flight on Sunday from New York to Atlanta to be back on time for work on Monday and I was supposed to, and this was like one of those final strikes, like, yo, if you late one more time, you may get fired. And I could have made it on Sunday, but I was like, I, f I hate this job. So I didn't go back on Sunday and I ended up flying back on Monday. And then Tuesday when I went in, I'm there and everyone's like, hey, you know, how you doing? I'm like, what's going on? You know, my coworkers I'm sitting next to. And then the uh, manager came up, she was like, hey, um, you mind if we talk to you? I'm like, yep. You know, I already know what this is about to be about. <laughs> so we go in this office, and it's me and her. It's kind of like a boardroom, and she's talking to me, and I'm I'm looking there, smiling, like shaking my head. I'm like, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, just go ahead and say it. 
And then she was like, we're going to have to. I said, that's fine. I said, I appreciate the opportunity and thank you. You know what I'm saying? I shook her hand. I was like, and in my mind, I was like, deuces. So I walked out of there and then my knees almost buckled because I was like, what am I going to do now? You know what I'm saying? So, But one thing that I I, I feel like um, those cat-like instincts, I was just like, all right, well, I'm not at this job. So what I'm going to do now, I'm going to bust my ass and try to network as much as possible. Because at, at that time, I was simultaneously getting little gigs here as far as, oh, I want to pay you $200 to do this. I'm like, $200, a little supplemental income just for being a hobby. I was like, that's okay. So if I'm like, if I bust my ass and did more of that, then I'd be bound to, you know, because in my mind, I always had the, the only difference from me succeeding and someone not succeeding is who's going to give up. And I'm like, if I don't give up, people are going to bound. It's, it's inevitable for people to know my name. So what I did was I got some business cards printed and I'm living in Atlanta at the time. And Atlanta, you know, known as Black Hollywood, they always had little industry events um, during the week. And I would always go out, hand on my cars, hand on my cars. And then before you know it, time passed, people would say, I've seen this car before. And I'm looking at them, I'm like, I don't ever remember meeting you, but the fact that you said that, that's a good thing. That means I'm doing something right. Yeah. So people would start saying that. I'm like, all right, bet. So I would start, um, I forgot what what was like maybe the first gig, but I started shooting uh, just around Atlanta and shooting. I would reach out to people like, hey, can I shoot you? You know, upcoming artists and stuff like that. And then I started shooting for like Control Magazine. So like, how how are you finding these magazines? Is it, is it word of mouth, or are you are you stalking people on LinkedIn? Well, yeah. I mean, to this day, I I can't really honestly say that I've used LinkedIn to 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 really use it. I know it's it's very. Uh, I know LinkedIn is a, is a great source of connections, but I can honestly say that I've never really dove into that and just went, oh, let me try to use it as a resource um, just because word of mouth has always been good for me. Um, but yeah, I would I would literally look around and I'm like, all right, well, who could I shoot? And at that time, I was, I was more so trying to find out who I could shoot um, to try to make a name. And people would come up to me and be like, oh, I know you shoot. Would you mind shooting this person? And of course, it would be damn near for free or for free. And I wouldn't really mind it because I'm like, all right, this is one step closer to something. Wait, how many rappers... Like aspiring rappers, oh man, you, you know, or like people just like, yo, I don't, I don't have the budget right now. Yeah, yeah. Now back then, I would always hear that. Um, now I hear it now, but now I just laugh because where I am now, I feel like I look back onto the photographer I was back then. I'm like, man, if you don't get out of my face with that, <laughs> because you know, and and with Instagram being so popular, and you see these memes and. You're like, yo, us being cool as far as business is concerned is not paying my bills. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things. And and you hear motivational speakers. Oh, you know what? And I have to I have to go back to say this because this this person who actually became one of my fraternity brothers, Alpha Phi Fraternity Incorporated, one of the best fraternities ever uh, created. <laughs> but um, I would have to say Kevin Powell came to Savannah State and and he he came to speak as a motivational speaker. And he was just saying, pretty much the overall message was be assertive, you know, apply yourself and all that good stuff. And then after the the speaking, I was a peer counselor at that time, which was somebody that kind of oversees and assists uh, the freshmen that come in. And I'm listening to him talking. I'm like, damn, this man is talking to me. 
and he finished and he came over and I said, man, you know, I'm a, I'm a novice photographer and I just wanted to, you know, see if you can give me any advice for trying to jump into the business or industry. And he was like, all right, for one, why do you consider, why are you calling yourself a novice photographer? And I was like, well, because I'm just now starting. He said, yeah, but people will only take you as seriously as you take yourself. So if you call yourself novice, you've already turned off someone because they're gonna be like, oh, well, he's new. So let me go on to the next person, more experienced. And I was like, hmm, didn't think about that. He said, do you have a website? I said, no. He said, do you have business cards? I said, no. He said, why not? And I was just like, damn. He said, do those things. He <laughs> said, again, presentation, step step out with your best foot for, for, uh, first. So I was just like, you know what? Great words of advice. And right after that, I got a business card. I got a website up. And um, I stopped calling myself a novice photographer. What uh, what what platforms were you using back then? Um, was it like WordPress? No, no. Actually, back then, uh, my first website was GoDaddy. Um, okay. It was GoDaddy, and it was like James-Anthony.net backflip um, underscore going to the bridge, and then go pick up a period and a semicolon. Because I think James <laughs> Anthony was was taken, so I was just like, Pretty all right, name, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just like, damn. So I just picked something else up and um. And then fast forward, James Anthony was taken, James Anthony photography was taken. So I took James Anthony photos because in college, that book, my book said James photos. So I felt like James Anthony photos, although I just wanted jamesanthony.com. I felt like James Anthony photos was kind of like uh, an homage to where I started because I always walked around with that book and it said James photos. So of course I had to put James Anthony in there just so people can know who I am. But um it's kind of nostalgic too. Like yeah, exactly. It's, it's reminding you where you came from. Yeah, and exactly. the people that can say that they were there when they first saw you starting were like, oh I remember this. Right. Right, right. So, you know, just I guess uh fast forward I'm I'm starting to shoot more people in Atlanta and, you know, from Twee and then I'm shooting uh I'm shooting Genuine for Control Magazine and shooting other people. And the more people I'm shooting, I'm like, all right, I'm I'm heavily influenced by uh, fashion. So I would always be on fashion blogs and look at Fashion Magazine and look up just all types of editorials. And what I would do is try to reach out to some agency models and and try to shoot them in kind of that same light. Now, what's that? What's what's that like? Now, just in my opinion, it looks like it's like a seesaw effect when it comes to photographers and, photographers and models. Mm-hmm. It's like if I'm a photographer more clout than you, I can charge you. And if you're a model more clout than a photographer, you can charge a photographer. Right. You know, like is, do, you, do you think that's true or like how does that go? Well, see, back then I was, and oh, I'm, yeah, this is before the agencies because I was on Model Mayhem. Back then, Model Mayhem was, that was the go-to to, to find your models. And of course, these would be people that weren't represented by an agency but they felt like they were models or they had the height or they had the look so they would just get photos and sometimes you know you'd have models that would charge and whatnot and i would do that um i'd reach out to model mayhem and and i'd get models back then that were only represented on model mayhem which ironically now are with very large agencies um so i thought that was kind of cool um just to see that everyone that i used to work with has kind of have they've progressed and and in their own fields, but um, you think yeah. you think you think that's because of your, because of the footage they're gonna? Um, no, I mean no, because these people they definitely had the look. Uh, now, 
when you say that, that makes me think of uh, uh, a friend of mine, Andre Douglas, who we went to Savannah State together and he played basketball back then. And I remember I was the first person to shoot him. And he, Andre was one of those people like women and guys, when they model, it's just a little different. Women usually have to kind of give you that sexy look or something like that. But men, usually they can just, like Andre was one of those people, he didn't have to really look like anything. He could just look in the camera and then I'd show the photos. I remember my mom, she was like, who's that? <laughs> yeah. I, was, I, was like, <laughs> I was like, ma, like he's one of my friends. He's actually younger than me, so chill out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he was one of those people. So. We were in a, uh, he was in a modeling troupe back then. So I would go around school showing the photos. They're like, who's this guy? And I was feeding off of people feeling some type of way about the photo that I shot. Although they were feeling him more so than my shot. I was just like, well, shit, let me shoot him again. So I I would shoot him again. And then again, he'd get the same response. Like, oh my, who's this? Blah, blah, blah. So I remember when I came up to New York at Vibe, I'm looking at the models that they have. Uh, on the wall as far as from the agencies. And I called Dre, I'm like, Andre, you need to be up here. Like, I'm looking at these guys, you could easily be doing exactly what they're doing. And I remember he came up here and he stayed right here in this living room um, for uh, the day before, you know, he, he did some photo shoots. And then he came back up maybe about a month or so later because from those photos that he shot with me, Taurus Love and some other photographers, he had set up some meetings with some modeling agencies. And I remember early that morning, we woke up six o'clock in the morning to catch the sunrise to do a photo shoot on a rooftop in Brooklyn. And later on that day, he he had a meeting with like Wilhelmina, DNA, Ford, all these people. He got so excited that he signed with the first agency he had a meeting with. And I mean, hey, some people said, oh, you should have waited for Wilhelmina. You should have waited for Ford. But him signing with that agency, not even not even a month later, his first gig was Levi Strauss making 10 Gs a day See? for three days. Damn. And he's not even a sophomore, not even a junior in college. So needless to say. You just paid up your loans. Right exactly. So needless to say, I don't think he finished school. But uh, <laughs> it's one of the, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Dre, I'm sorry if you did. And I'm just putting that out there. But I don't think he finished school because it's one of those things where, you know, because even sometimes I look back at it, I'm like, damn, right now I'm doing something that I didn't go to school for, although I got my degree. But I'm like, could I just have saved money? But one, one thing I do take from college is the experience and the, the people that I people skills you know that you pick up no, it's definitely like a it's no other environment like that like this it's like unreal right like, right like where else are you gonna pretty much it's kind of like imagine if you're peter pan and you're going up to like never never land with with like teachers mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like you're out there and you're around a bunch of people your age you outnumber the teachers you depending on where you are you make up more of the population than the actual residents in right that area exactly so you know that's that's an unreal uh, setting, and if you can learn how to like finesse that situation, then you know yeah you're, you're, you're golden. Yeah, so I mean that's why I was like I don't, I don't look back and regret too much just because I know what I did uh, pull from it, but um, I think that those experiences were 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 important to what like just the whole discipline. So yeah, I, I fast forward and. 
Then I started shooting. Yeah, so Andre, he gets picked up with that agency. And, you know, people at school were like, oh, man, Andre's a successful model now. Did he buy you anything? Did he give you some of that money? And I'm like, <laughs> and to be honest, I never thought like, oh, I'm going to get paid now. Never, That never crossed my mind because yeah. my whole thing is I didn't get you signed. Your face got you signed. You know what I'm saying? Like, although, yeah, I photographed you, but anybody could have photographed. Well, see, it was one of those things I'm like, yeah, but nobody would have thought to photograph you if I didn't. You know, it's one of them things, but yeah. I feel like, um, I'm, I mean, I'm extremely happy for him. Like, you know, he, he has what seems to be a great life. Uh, but again, I feel like there's there's been many people that I've come across where we were kind of all starting at one point and now to look like we're all kind of still in this race. And there's nothing more encouraging than that because it keeps you going because you see them doing well. So it's like, well, shit, I got to still do well. It's like a virtuous circle. Right, yeah. right. So look, just, just to backtrack, you, you named a lot of photographers. How important do you think it is to actually like research and like choose photographers that you like and just start shooting, whether you shoot like them or just start shooting, you know, or just start doing research? Because I've had conversations with people where I'm talking to them and they'll immediately start running off names of people that they just like shoot like or people that they like. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm sitting there at the time I don't really know know, know of these uh, these names. Mm-hmm. You know, after a while, you know, of hearing them, you you realize more like you know certain people that kind of shoot like what you shoot or mm-hmm. like you guys shoot the same thing. Like I, of course I know names like Jonathan Mannion. Mm-hmm. You know because we kind of shoot similar mm-hmm. subjects as him right now. Right. You know, so myself, I'm kind of a portrait photographer. That is interesting that you say that because, yeah, that's how you... I mean, I've heard of the name, too, especially as long... I've heard of many names, but when you said y'all similar, I'm like, yeah, I can definitely see that. So it's like you you tend to know the names of the photographers that kind of genre that you shoot like. Um, Have you heard of Norman G. Roy? Yeah, exactly. So these are photographers that I... Like Norman G. Roy, um, there's so many. uh, Michael Moore, you know, Michael Morrison, Norman G. Roy, of course, uh, Annie Leibovitz, but these are photographers that I study and I kind of, I guess you could say like when inspiration comes along, they're, these are the five photographers that shoot for Details Magazine and Vogue and and your uh, W Magazine and your GQ. So I'm constantly looking at their bodies of work and I'm like, oh man, this is so cool. So yeah, uh, it is kind of like, it's like a major once you grow up. It's like, all right, well, my major is going to be fashion and entertainment. That Your major is going to be portraiture. So you tend to learn. That's really, yeah, I probably, I guess that's, that's, like, that's like a minor. Like I, I majors. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like we're yeah, focusing exactly. on this particular thing. Now, like how, how dangerous is that though? Because I feel like a lot of people might dismiss researching people because they feel like they're going to bite their style. Like that's, that's the same with Instagram right now. Like you might follow somebody that's dope <laughs> to you, but eventually you got to unfollow them because... No, it's funny you said it. I've, I've unfollowed people just because I'm like, mm, don't want to do that. I've literally done that. And there's some there's certain people's sites that I won't go to. Like, especially if they're in a race with me, I won't go to their work. Mm. I won't follow them. Unless if they if we're not friends, I'm not gonna follow you. If right. we're friends, I follow you. All right, cool. Right, support but, your homie. Yeah, it's just because I don't out of sight, out of mind. So that way, I can never be accused of anything. You know what I'm right. saying? So I'm like, all right, cool. Now these other photographers, it's more so I want to capture the feel of what they're shooting more so than oh, I like that idea. I'm just gonna steal it. Now of course, they always say literally, in which I believe 
to an extent, there's no such thing as being anything original, especially now since so many things have been done. It's it's very hard to find a a a hundred percent authentic idea. It's usually everything is a, a compilation of several ideas that maybe create what may be seemingly an authentic idea, but everything was pulled or inspired from something else or by something else. So yeah, those photographers, I make a conscious effort to be inspired, but not to mimic in a sense. Mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, I mean, I feel like that's, that's imperative, especially to where I wanted to go. It's like, all right, I kind of use them as like my, my visual board. So like what kind of, I remember we did, we did a, I, I actually assisted you on um, the Angela Simmons shoot you did. Uh, man, that wasn't an assist. <laughs> man, look, I, I'm telling you, like, I, yeah, that wasn't no assist. Again, I, that was one of those projects where it was, I wanted your creative input. And, and again, I mean, you already know, because I constantly tell you, like, from that, what you did on that, that behind the scenes video was more like a, a music video. And I was just, I was so impressed and every time I show people that video I was like this is what my boy did and when he told me he was going to do a video I had no idea he was going to do it isn't this sick and people are like, oh that's sick I'm like I know <laughs> so it was one of them things it's just like it, I think that made it even more sick just because you know when you go James Anthony Angela Simmons that video pops up um those images pop up and I felt like that was a very uh I, I just to this day I mean that photo shoot that we did on the Brooklyn Bridge for me has opened so many doors. And although maybe that one shoot didn't open many doors, but that shoot opened the next door that opened the next door. And I can literally say at that point, this is when things started falling like dominoes. And I was like, wow, you know what I'm saying? So that's why if it's a, if it's a good project, you know, like that project, we just kind of all just came together. No one got paid. It was just like, we all just like, let's just kind of do this. Everyone was down. But that shoot, me submitting it to Uptown, kind of made them realize I existed. And then they were like, hey, what about shooting Ricky Smiley for a cover? Then me shooting that cover led me to shoot, led me, led them to fly me out to Bahamas and shoot their wedding and travel issue. So, which ironically was a year from the Angela Simmons shoot. And again, I was just like, man, everything's come full circle. I submitted this shoot just on like, I just want to see my work published in this magazine. And then a year later, they're taking me out the country to, to shoot a cover of another magazine that, you know, and to me, that was just surreal. Something that started off as a hobby. And, so, you know, I, I pretty much was self-taught with the assistance of Google and YouTube University. And now I'm on an island shooting a cover of a magazine. I'm like, this is just, my mind's blown right now. I mean, it was def definitely a fun shoot. Definitely a fun shoot. Um, and you know, that's the virtual circle and that's also a example of patience. You know, just like you putting in the work and knowing this, it's gonna come, you know, and then it actually coming to fruition. Oh yeah. What I was gonna say about the shoot though, like the research going into it, like I'm, I'm sitting, right, sitting here right now looking at this photo on the wall you know, of her on the bridge, and it just looks so epic. Like, like what, like what was this? This one inspired by? Because I know um, Bianca was the, the creative was, director. Yeah, on that one. So I think, uh, yeah, and I will say like Bianca. Was it Helmet Helmet Lang? Yeah, was, yeah. Was the, uh, oh yeah, um, Bruce Weber, Helmet Lang. I mean, there were there were many. Uh, we were inspired by like black and whites, and I said I wanted this to be dope because I I wanted to shoot a model. 
But then I was like, why don't I just do double task and put a familiar face in place of that model? So that way the shots would be dope and it would be even more dope because you have somebody that people recognize. So one thing I told Bianca, I was just like, I want it to be cool in the sense where um, I want the angles to be, you know, cool and, and whatnot. And one thing she suggested, she was like, look, it's the Brooklyn Bridge. We don't want to shoot anything that says Brooklyn Bridge because it would be like, okay, what is this, a touristy type shoot? Mm-hmm. It's like the Brooklyn Bridge was a part of the shoot, but it was never like overwhelming. Right, right. Like I'm looking at the shot right now, we're like on like one side of the bridge. I don't even know what like architectural jargon, but we're on one point of the bridge. And, uh, you know, the main thing that you can see are, like, the huge stones. Right. And, uh, you know, a rail. But, like, you see, like, the uh, the cable wiring and all that stuff. Right. Like, all these things are just, like, accenting, like, the, the actual, like, day. Like, it's 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 lines. It's, it's texture. And then she is just right here. She's actually just, like, posted. Right, she's right. Not, she, she, she's not even, like, the center of attention, but she still is the center of attention. Yeah, and I wanted to – I wanted her to seem goddess-like. You know, so that's why I was like, I'll shoot from low and she, she, you know, appeared to be tall. And again, from that shoot, I mean, it was on TV. I mean, I just I would have never foreseen where this shoot, you know, I, I was able to form a friendship with her, um, with Angela Simmons. And it was just again, it was one of those things where I so so much came from that shoot, man. I just I just can't I, I can't say enough about it. So we go from. The internship with Vibe, the quitting the call center, to just pretty much bootstrapping and just doing what you need to do to get out there. Model mayhem and all of that stuff. Um, today, you know, you're shooting like covers of magazines. I know you still want to progress and, you know, get bigger and better magazines too, but like the ones you've got are pretty damn impressive. Um, you know, and like the work that you've done for them, you know, make the magazines look better. But, you know, you know, you know, you know, personally, like, I look up to you, but like, what are the things that you're doing to progress to, you know, be like the people that you're looking up to? I feel like the more, the longer that I shoot, I, I try to curate my, my body of work better. So that way it's, well, for one, I'm, I'm like, I'm not even going to front. One of the things that is a big turn on for me is money. Um, as far as because you've been doing understandable for, yeah you've been doing something for so long I mean damn near a decade it's like alright I at least want to make sure that what I'm doing is I'm able to sustain life so you know I travel I try to travel to LA once every three months sometimes more frequently but there's good money in advertising you know um, like when and of course anyone that is an artist knows what I'm saying or just anything. A- anything that you study, you have a, a more heightened sense of what you're looking at. So I can't go into a Target ad. I mean, I can't go into a Target or CVS or Walgreens and walk past their makeup se- section and not stop and stare at those beauty images, those macro beauty images, and look at what kind of light they use by looking at the catch light in their eye or look at how they retouch their skin or, you know, because that inspires me. I'm like, all right, this is what they did. I want to do something like that. And then when I go on Target, I'm looking at these people in these ads. I'm like, that's where the money is. These large corporations pay hella money for these photographers to shoot this stuff. Um, And I'm like, that's my goal. So I feel like 
yeah, everything else was fine. I want to shoot what inspires me now. But now I'm, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm still shooting what I, what I love. But now I want to make sure the stuff that I'm shooting, there's going to be some, some exceptional monetary gain. And right now, you know, like the whole commercial photography, that's where it is. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to do. Because shooting celebrities is cool. You can get word of mouth, repeat clients. But the only thing is a lot of celebrities, they're accustomed to getting stuff for free. So after a while, you get burnt out. Now, if I have a specific project that I want to do with someone, I'll do it because maybe no one's ever seen that person in that light. So it'll be cool to do. But right now, I'm more so focused on progression. It's like, yeah, I've done this, I've done that. Let me, I want to shoot more commercial type stuff. And one thing that's cool to my girlfriend, she's a personal chef and a food stylist. So when we're at the house, we just, we shoot food. And me shooting food for her body of work has gotten me food jobs. So it's, it's cool. You guys kind of got the cheat code going on. It's, it's like, <laughs> and now everything she applies for, she gets hired and the first thing they always say, your photos look amazing. Your, your site looks so professional. And I did all that. So it's one of those like, if I look good, you're going to look good. If you look good, because people who shot your photos, she'd be like, this photographer, James Anthony. Yeah. And I told her, I said, when we work, don't ever call me your boyfriend. Don't ever do that. Same. And I will never call you my girlfriend. I'm like, I know this amazing chef. And she's, you know, keep everything professional because you don't want to think. I know what nepotism is, but I don't know if that's the same thing with um when you're dating the person, but I'm just like, yo, just say, refer me as a, a, a very skilled photographer, you know? Yeah, I, yeah it's cool because it's, it's not lying and you're not talking about yourself in the third person. Exactly. You know? Definitely. No, I, I think I think we've all been in situations where we needed a reference. Exactly. And um, it, it's, it's perfect if you have a big family and you guys oh, yeah. got different last names. Yeah, right, I've done right. That <laughs> He's like, you know, yeah, you know, Emily, uh, just put your last name on this for me real quick. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, we can all benefit from it. But yeah, I mean, to to answer your question again, just I'm I'm always just trying to find the the next best thing to do. Something I'll kind of get my rocks off as far as oh man, this this project's gonna be dope. So you know, now who's 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 like killing it right now for you? Like the people that you're paying attention to. Um, for and again. There's, there's a lot of people that are doing their thing, but for what interests me, uh, I would have to say, and again, I try to just stay in my own lane. Really what I'm trying to do now, I think I want to do that whole transition to, to directing music videos, mm-hmm. um, just because I feel like that would be, I mean, because essentially that's what it is, is, it's music videos are moving photos. So that's something that I definitely want to jump into. So in that regard, the same people, magazines, editorials, I love seeing what's out there. But um, a lot of times, you know, there may be extracurricular activities that I might indulge in that may force me to see things on a very creative uh, way, you know. <laughs> you know, they, they may be, um, you know, Mother Nature, Mother Earth, she, she offers... Um, many things as far as just forcing mm-hmm. she's like here children yeah. let me let me force you to open your brain and think creatively <laughs> so when i so when mother nature and i have conversations sometimes those things those euphoric images that flow through my brain i'm like it would be so dope to shoot this and then when i come back to reality i'm like 
That would be dope. And <laughs> let's try to put it on paper and make it happen. You keep you, you like keep a journal to put all these like uh Actually I don't. You fork ideas in? I, I don't well what I no, no, no I won't say I don't because my this may be considered a different type of journal than other people. What I'll do is if I have an idea, I have um I guess you it could be equivalent to having a uh what what is it called? Um a Pinterest. Okay. So oh, I, just like a mood board pretty much. Yeah, I have I have maybe sixty or so photos. I mean, folders of different genres or different ideas, I'll say. I'm like, oh, I want to do I want to do a photo shoot of dancers dancing throughout the city. Mm-hmm. And I'll get a whole bunch of images of um, females and, and, and males dancing in the city or just doing dance poses in a major city. Until I execute that idea, I keep it in my, my, my folder. And I was able to execute that with uh, Ashley Everett. I think that photo shoot comes out um, in, in a few days, but uh, one of that's Beyonce's main background dancer with the red hair. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me to be able to execute that, and now I can take the folder and throw it out, I'm like, yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, so after you've accomplished what this folder was set out to do, you just delete it. I delete it because I don't have unlimited space. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> but it's one of those. I mean, it's like, it, it's like it's like crossing off your list. Too. Exactly. So it's like. At times you think, oh, you want to use it as a, a, a notepad to kind of cross out and think, all right, let me dwindle this list down. But the funny thing is the list never ends up dwindling down because there's always another folder. Something's going to replace that folder. Exactly. So I feel like, again, you kind of alluded to it, but it was just like us as artists, we always think we can do better than what we've done. So I feel like um, it's one of those things where it's like, all right, well, I got to keep going. And that's, that's pretty much what... Um, that's pretty much what I'm trying to do, man. Just gotta keep going. And how can people check out your work and uh, and how can clients get in contact with you? Well, my website is www.jamesanthonyphotos.com. That's James Anthony Photos with an S. Because um, I think if you type in James Anthony Photo without an S, it takes you to some porn site, I believe. That's what my mom told me one time. That's crazy. Yeah, she was like, I was at work trying to go to your website, and I forgot an S, and it took me to uh, <laughs> Cumfield Dumpsters or something. I was like, oh, no. What? Yeah, it was crazy. But um, So I had the S. <laughs> and the funny thing is, too, there's a James Anthony wedding photographer in Maine, I believe. He's like a white dude, right? Yeah, white dude. Yeah, and and we get each other's... Before email sometimes really? like i'll get uh i've gotten three of his emails before and um lady was like well one of the clients was just like it was great working with you um or i was referred to by karen i loved your work you did with her and in my mind i'm like i have never shot anyone named karen it's like who is karen yeah, who is karen and i'm like <laughs> you know what and i looked at the phone number because on my website it, it tells you you know how to how you got in contact or how to get in contact with you and i look at the phone number i'm like that's for James Anthony up there. So I called him like, James Anthony? He was like, yeah. I said, hey, man, this is James Anthony, the other photographer. Yeah. He was like, Yo, the black guy who yeah. shoots all the models? <laughs> the black guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, he said, the black guy who shoots all the models? <laughs> and I was, and I, I laughed at first, but then for a quick second, I was like, what the? Yeah. Like, who you call? Oh, okay, yeah, I am a black guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. how I processed it. I was like, what the? I was like, well, I am the black guy that shoots all the models. So I was like, I can't really be mad right now. But it was funny because my in, instinctively, I guess, you know, it was just funny to me. But uh, he was like, man, I appreciate it. Then he emailed me. I got the email from him. I forwarded the email to him. And then he responded. He said, man, I really appreciate that. Keep up, you know, the, the hard work, the great work. 
Um, so that was cool. But uh, yeah, it's jamesanthonyphotos.com. That was a, a little anecdote that wasn't on. Um, I want I want to hear his side of like the calls. Like, is it like black people? Like, <laughs> celebrity black people like, hey, I just want to let you know, you know, but this, the, is, this is cool. You can shoot Porsche next week. Exactly. And the funny thing is, I... <laughs> Like, people come to my site. When you go to his site, it's like all white people. And yeah. it's all weddings. Yeah. And when you come to my site, it's majority black people. And the, the style is, you know, I don't even advertise weddings on my website. So when people hit me up like, hey, I saw you work with Karen. I'm like, clearly you didn't go to, to the bio. Because <laughs> my face is right there. But uh, mm. it was just it's just funny, man. And then as far as Instagram, I try to keep everything the same. If there's anything that's out except Snapchat, because I'm not on there right now, but... I am James Anthony is my handle for pretty much social media across the board. So uh, I am James Anthony, jamesanthonyphotos.com. I'm out here. Grind. All right. So, yeah, we've come to the part of the show where I normally give uh, a suggestion Mm -hmm. to a helpful book or some links to to websites that were relevant to what we talked about. Um, So, I mean... I like to turn it over and just ask you, like, what are some like most recent books? So just real books that you feel were helpful, or sites even helpful for you to get to, you know, your point of progression. Uh, websites. Hmm. Let me think about that. Well, it's kind of like what we were saying earlier about you. You take an interest in the type of photography you do. So I would always be on like Jet Root and stuff like that. But um, Jeru is like an agency that houses all of the major magazines, so the you, creatives. So like they house all the uh, makeup artists, the stylists, the photographers, um, the nail technicians, the set design. They house like all these major magazines like Vogue and L and GQ and even um, respect and, and stuff like that, when they need a photographer, they'll go to these large agencies that house the creatives that do all the work. So because I wanna work to that level, I study that site a lot. Mm. And I'm looking at like, all right. So you go to the site and you check out the, the people that they represent. Right, the people they represent. Right. Because I'm like, man, how cool would that be to have somebody working for you? <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. And I mean, granted, there's people out there like that now, like some of my peers have representation, which I think is awesome. But I want that type of reputation because those people, they're they're working and they're making some crazy money, man. I mean, it's inspiring again, because essentially you're your own boss and you're getting so much work. You need somebody to do it for you, like to to catch it all for you. I think that's, that's that's amazing. Word, man. But thank you, dude. That was that was that was really helpful. And uh I hope that the listeners can definitely use these tools to get better. Yeah, man, I don't know how long these, these things normally are, but um I feel like I'm definitely uh speaking what I, I feel to be so true. So I feel like you I feel like it I just sound passionate when I talk about it. You may be definitely passionate about what it is that you're doing. And that's, you know, that's why you're still doing Yeah, man. Trying. Because <laughs> right now, I feel, dog, I feel like this has been a marathon. Because <laughs> <laughs> mentally, I'm like, 
<laughs> but the fact that I can see a glimmer of light on the horizon, I'm like, okay, come on. Yeah. I feel like I can see that finish line. It's the last 400. Thanks for listening to another episode of We're Getting Better. As always, drop links and comments below. Help each other out. Follow me on Instagram at Brian Summers. That's B-R-Y-O-N-S-U-M-M-E-R-S. And BrianSummers.com. Let's get better.